This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Every episode we discuss family life, playtime and we interview a guest who has found a way to play at life. From creatives to educators to comedians, our aim is to inspire more grown-ups to grow down and unleash their unique play powers. If you'd like to join our play crew and find more inspiration and info on play, follow at playful underscore den on Instagram. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at benflyingretro. I'm on there too, at Emma Warrillow, E-M-M-A, W-O-R-R-O-L-L-O, really. This podcast drops bi-weekly on Mondays, but if that's not enough to get your playful vibes vibing, you can also join my Patreon for £5 a month and you'll get a personal pod from me, which drops alternate Mondays. Plus, you can now watch the video interviews of our guests directly in there too. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. Well, look who the cat dragged in. They did. They dragged me back in kicking and screaming. Honestly, trying to sit down and record a podcast of you is like... It's like trying to get an interview with Harry Styles. Right back at you. I feel like I'm always free and able to record a podcast. Mm. <laughs> but our release schedule would suggest that I'm not. No, you're not. You're always like watching Jaws or something. We're meant to be bi-weekly. Maybe it's because we still don't know what that means. We're not bi-weekly. We're weekly. We're meant to be one guest interview interspliced with me and you. Look, I don't think this should be part of the actual <laughs> podcast recording. Welcome. <laughs> We're episode 19 and... Every single episode that we record together, I feel like we just have to subject people listening to our admin chats. Yeah, well, I'm rare. I'm like Pog 1. Well, Pog 1 on the playground. You'll never get me. <laughs> how, are the, how are you? I'm absolutely tremendous. How are you? I'm okay. I'm having quite a bad financial week, as is most of the country. Well, if you're having a bad financial <laughs> week, that ergo... What's that thing we always like to say? By proxy. By proxy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what that means, but I, th- I think by proxy I'm having a bad financial week. That's the correct use of by proxy, yes. <laughs> what a stupid... Proxy? It's Proximity? One of, it's one of my favourite like expressions. Uh, now, I've just had a parking ticket. Um, I've just had a bill that I thought I'd paid, but I hadn't. Um, the worst kind of bill. You always get parking tickets. And notice how I just don't give a toss when you do. Now, what happens if I was picking up parking tickets every month? What the hell is this? (laughs) That's not true. So often in my life, I think, why is she not taking note of my reaction? Wow. Maybe I just don't react. Maybe I just do not react to many things in life. That's funny because quite often when you do react to things, I think... Why is he not taking note of the way he's reacting? Well, maybe we should stop talking in our brain boxes and actually speak out loud. No, we've been having some good... I feel like we've been having some good chats, particularly about... Not on the mic, though. Not on the mic. (laughs) Particularly about um, fun and play. And I feel like this 
back to school term, we have a really good balance of playtime. So maybe, as this is a podcast about play, not about parking tickets, we should talk about that, how our play's been going. Yeah, just park that. I'm so, I'm <laughs> so close. Do you want a ticket for that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so close to your face because we're sharing one mic. Mm. I can see all of you, like, you've got a history of body piercings. You've just got holes in your face. <laughs> I'm so sorry to tell you. You've got like a hole in your nose where I'm guessing there was a, a loop or a stud. Yeah, I'm going to have that. When you were going pierced. through your, your punky phase. I've had four nose piercings For throughout God's my life. For God's sake. Well, the last one I had, Scout just pulled it out. Ow! And I woke up and it closed up. Well, it's opened up. I'm looking right at it. More fascinating insights for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been playing, Ben? Well, hang on. Can I just get my notes up? Because every time we do this podcast, I think I have literally got nothing to say. So I've made notes of topics. Look, I'm just going to read the notes because I can't make head nor tail of this. It just says, fake drawstring, married to myself would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know if that's me just having a thought and just putting that down. And it says, night owl or lark. Now, I know what all of those things are. Married to myself would be great. Can we try and unpack that? (laughs) That's what you said the other day. (laughs) I think you were criticising something that I do, and I was saying... No, I think I said, oh, can't you just be... If you were like me, this we it would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then I contemplated being married to myself. No, I said, and you were criticising me, and I said, I think you just want everything that I do to be how you do it, and that you'd rather be married to you. And, and you I said, had a light... Actually, that would be great. I'd love being married to myself. Yeah, although... Are you, are you, are you Right, you're not sort of turning into a narcissist in your old age. No, um, but isn't it if you're with some? Don't opposites attract? Like if you actually were with um, that... someone exactly like yourself, I don't. That know. would be bad. I don't know. Cause you some just people, agree on everything. Some people be are really, couples are really similar, aren't they? And some people are super opposite. I do feel like as our relationship moves into our senior years. Wow. <laughs> You're having a senior moment. I, I feel like I'm noticing that we are a lot more different than I realise. Because I think maybe when you're first with someone, you notice the things that you share and the things that you don't like. And you, know, you sort of have a similar sense of humour and you and I have got sort of similar creative energy. But now I'm just like, wow, there's so many things that we do <laughs> so differently. Yeah, you, you, but you went out to some ladies' night the other week and you just came back and you were like... Oh, actually, you're all right. <laughs> I was like, what? It wasn't a ladies' night. It was actually an entrepreneurial group for female founders. But yeah, because... Well, you could say all of that a lot faster by saying ladies' night. <laughs> <laughs> it's ladies' night. Um, no, that was a really good insight for me. And that was a good example of how sharing stories helps you to understand your own. your trauma your trauma <laughs> because i was getting frustrated that because i sometimes get frustrated that you don't ask me enough questions <laughs> about work yeah you're like yeah you're, work. Al- you're always like ask me stuff and then i'm like oh what do you think of this film and you're like not about pop culture <laughs> i'm like oh god okay i um um but my limit i i i am just so no, am I just all surface? I like the arts. That, yeah, yeah, well, you like films. 
that well the most common art form yeah pop culture yeah no what was happening was i was getting frustrated that you weren't asking me enough questions about my Just work in life and because I think, because we... You want we, this marriage we, to be a job interview. We were. <laughs> no, I just like to feel like you're interested. Mm. And, like, and and I think, whereas I took that as um, that you weren't interested and that like I was feeling quite... Because I'm quite isolated in my work. I don't really have anyone to talk to about it. So then when your husband doesn't say... Ladies Did you night. have a good... Yeah, that's why I set that up. Yeah. Then when your husband doesn't ask you about it, you feel a bit like, oh, no, no one's interested. And you just feel like this island, this crazy cat lady floating around. Um, and then when I went to that um, business group, a.k.a. ladies' night, lots of the women there had businesses with their partners and there was like a lot of complexities there and I thought about because when I told you that I would like to have more questions about work you sort of said well I like to just keep boundaries and like work is work and home is home and I think just listening to different stories even though they weren't necessarily I wasn't like comparing them I just thought you know yeah I respect what you said there about boundaries well when you came back from ladies night I thought she should go to that again. <laughs> because you came back and you were like, you're okay. <laughs> I was like, great. Fantastic. You were like, you do you. Yeah. I was like, that's all I can do. Well, I'm trying to be more, because you know how people say... When Tolerant. You, when you, <laughs> in relationships, it's all, you've got to like look at yourself, haven't you, first? So I think, Oh, wait, wait. I heard something about this. Oh do you have God, to put on your go. own life? Mask? No, you're thinking vest. of the parenting thing oh, where you put God. your oxygen mask on first. Okay. Otherwise, you you know, you if you can't look after yourself, you're useless to help others. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that is... I'm that, sorry. Can I just say, yeah, if I was on a plane, yeah, and the engine blew, and it's like, we're going down, we're going down, I'm going to sort my kids out before I sort myself out. Is that bad? Well, you're literally doing gonna, the opposite of what you're told. But you I know, can't. but Scout can't yeah, but, sort himself out. Yeah, I mean, you're like, just one minute, Scout. I'm sorry, just excuse me. I'm going up here. I'm going to pull this thing down. Try and get that on my face. Go under my seat. Sort my life vest out. Well, it's too late, no, Scout. It's only your mask. And your life vest. No, it's just... Put your life vest on. <laughs> Put your life vest on. That's why it's star property. You'll have to pay for that, you know. That's white starline property. Shut up! Titanic. That's a random Titanic quote. Oh, I don't like that plane chat. Can we move on from that? Sorry. Yeah, that is a saying, put your oxygen mask on, but that is entirely unrelated to what we were talking about. Wow, I'm always getting the wrong end of the stick. Now, I want to ask you something, because you just went out to the post box, and when you came back through the door, <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you said, I've done it. I've changed my name. I'm Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> What, I what? just changed my name. <laughs> what? Are you Billy Big Bullet? No, but I, I've what? changed my name. Why are you a permanent episode from Friends? <laughs> Living with you and being married to you is like moving through constant episodes of Friends. But there's never a dull moment. There's never a Be dull moment. Be thankful for that. No, I've changed my name. I don't know if I need to get a teacher to witness that or... Have you actually changed your name? <laughs> yes. I'm now Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I was. No, basically, I've got a load of stocks and shares and crypto and all of that kind of stuff. And when you sign up for that stuff, you have to like show them your passport, your driver's license. And everything that I have says Benjamin on it. And my bank thinks I'm Ben. So oh. they don't 
they don't recognize me. So I can't link my bank so I can blow all our money on crypto. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you've changed your name and you've got that, can you pay my bloody parking tickets? I'm struggling out here. Oh, Emma, you really should take responsibility for your own parking tickets. Can you just tap the mouse? Because, God, you have your computer to set to sleep in about 30 seconds. Is that... <laughs> you won't even give yourself a 30 second break but yeah i've never noticed before before your computer switches off um now i know the other thing that was on your list was fake drawstring yes i know exactly what that's about it was a pair of trousers that scout wore to nursery and then when he came out they're oversized yeah they were like down his ankles and he was walking around going my bum's out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was like oh don't worry i'll just tie these up and it was just an aesthetic only drawstring. Odd. So strange yeah. for a garment. Fake drawstring. Well, M's buy cheap, buy twice. <laughs> Wait, now, one else. what else did I have in my notes? It says here, oh, just me, this was me annoying you. You were like, um, you know, what are you Getting trying to get deep? You were like, are you a lark? Someone that just springs out of bed early? Or are you a night owl, someone that's quite happy just to work at night? And I was like, hm, I'm just both, quite happy as both. And you were like, oh, you're just so annoying. You can't, you, I can't psychoanalyze you because you're just happy with everything. <laughs> just another case of my sort of general buoyancy and being happy just completely upsetting the world around me. You're like, you can't be both. <laughs> There's the, and it's like you're looking at your phone. It's like, well, there's no option for someone to say both. So that's just you being annoying. I think I brought that up because you used to really hate getting up. And recently you've been really springy in the no, morning. No, ne I've never hated getting up. That was just a rough time in my life where I just wasn't, I don't know, feeling it. But no, I, I was having a conversation with someone today. And when, so when my eyes open, this you get. <laughs> You get you get stop, me. Stop saying with my eyes open. <laughs> no, when when my when eyes my eyes open when I put no. my when I plug in and I switch myself on. No, but what I'm saying is yeah. there is no warm up. There's no like leave the car running to heat up. I'm just the same as I would be at three in the afternoon. Yeah, no. So I'm just like up. Oh, yeah. That is super annoying to people for some reason. Whereas I've got friends that. Even like after one hour, they 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 can't talk. Their yeah. their mouth is all full of gack, and they're just like, uh, uh. I'm like, that's not living. What what? I can't relate to that. They I'm so be, glad I don't have. They that. might be night owls. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it de definitely doesn't annoy me that you do that. I like it because you don't want two moody cows getting out of bed. Yeah, you're terrible. No, you're not. Ter you're you're not terrible. Well, how are you physically? Do you sort of ache and like? Mm -hmm. I find I am quite creaky these days. Yeah, um, you're not great. Look, let's just be honest and get it out there. You're not great. I think what I struggle, <laughs> what I struggle with more than the actual getting up is not getting up on my own. Oh terms. my god, <laughs> you and your own terms. I said to you the other day. I said. Look, if you want to get up on your old terms, you might want to fast forward until you're like 60 and you have zero kids. You can't just forget it. No, I know. Just... But it's really hard when like someone comes in, a little person, and they're like, I want cereal. I want to watch this. Do you know what? Okay, I, 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 I'm capable of having those thoughts. 
but this is just a little piece of advice. How awesome is it that a little person comes oh, in no, and really says, I want cereal because that's just <laughs> so, they just get up their little heads. Their only thought is just to go and see those big people in that other room and just request their cereal. It is really cute. It's less cute when he sort of like shouts at me like a dictator. Yeah, he's definitely going that, through. That's a, that, that's he's the, definitely going through a dad phase in the mornings. Well, that's oh, because you spring up. That's because he knows he's yeah. not going to get anything from you. <laughs> it's just like, come on, you're like. Bleh. I'm like, oh, I need to stretch my legs, otherwise I won't get downstairs. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, honestly, you can forget. I don't care how many books you've read. Getting up on your own terms, no. Well, you, you know, have to get up on their terms. Well, no, I've tried it. You have to get up at like half five. And I was really enjoying that. But it, it's too scary going past his room. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it so is. It's so scary. It is. But I do feel so much better. Lots of people do. It's quite a big thing that is talked about in the sort of parenting, probably more mum world. Um, if you get up before your kids, because you can just... Well, it's difficult when they get up. So have right. a hot drink, just fix your head, and then you're... Especially if your kid's in a stage where they're quite, you know, if they're quite tantrumy in the morning or they've got sort of you yeah. know, quite a lot of demands, just to, like, get yourself prepped is an absolute game changer. Kind of, but they're not uh, tantrum... No, not kind of, it is. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> If you get up on and you match their level, they won't have a tantrum. I guarantee you that. They're only going to have a tantrum if you're miserable. What if they're already having a tantrum when they get up? Because sometimes he does wake up in a foul mood. No, you can... You can um, Just divert. Well, you can be so up that you destroy that tantrum. Mm. Mixed, mixed you gotta experiences. Out, you've got to out happiness their tantrum. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're not, if you're not a... In fact, I'm going to put that to the test this weekend. I'm pretty convinced well, Scout only... No, I think Scout only has a tantrum when we're not, uh, you know, tip top. I guess the problem is you can't always be running yeah. at that level. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah. don't you find that they always have tantrums at the worst moments? They never have a tantrum when everyone's just happy. Yes, that <laughs> Do is they? true. Yeah. They only... They're like sponges to the your energy. Also, you'll hate this. More things for you to hate that I do. I've realised that Scout needs 100% attention 100% of the time. So my new thing is, just to give him that. I know, but there's, <laughs> it's a massive problem because he won't do independent play because he's used to basically having some sort of entertainer. Is it normal to play with your two-year-old for like two three hours straight because i've done that don't believe in normal okay but um i think a lot of people would struggle with that you don't have any problems at all getting onto the level of a three-year-old <laughs> <laughs> it comes very effortlessly to you whereas for a lot of people that would be very difficult no i've just realized you can just because you're an adult you just outlast them at everything it's like all right then i'll play all right i'll play now you let's go well, that's... and then eventually you play so much. He said the other day he was like, "Oh, I'm tired, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> you beat him, yeah. Game. I just, I, yeah. Well, playing with kids is very much about you know if you can be undistracted, and that's a massive um, barrier to playing with kids because most people have loads of stuff to do. Well, no, yeah. Normally on on like weekends and stuff, I always find that you know there's quite a lot of housework to do and stuff, which I normally like to do. So it means I can't give him my attention but you don't like doing your parenting model is different where you you don't do that you want to let him do self-play 
So you'll just casually sit down and read a book whilst there's chaos happening and you're just like no i'm just gonna sit down and read this book yeah because and i'm like you don't, you never yeah but i don't rest. i don't have that skill you don't believe in rest <laughs> no but you can sit down and read a novel a saucy novel and the house there could be a hole in the in the roof and there could be like an overflowing bath the bath it could be dripping on your head and you would be like well i'm just gonna sit down and read this novel <laughs> And I cannot get on to the same wavelength. I literally don't know how you do it. And I'm bringing it up on this pod because if I I brought it up in normal life, I would be in for a spanking. But I have... How do you do it? I'm actually really... Like, Indy could be running around like, Mum! Phoenix could be like, Oh, I'm bored. Can I go to the skate park? Scout would just be like, play with me. And you'll just be like, I'm just going to sit down and read this novel. Yeah, I am. The novel I am currently reading is called How to Kill Your Family. Oh, yeah, it is. And Indy, bless Indy. She she just thinks that's so naughty of she you. Does, She's yeah. like, mum. Yeah. She just thinks she, I mean... Um, I'm actually quite proud of that skill because what I want to... I don't possess it. ...role model to the children is that you don't need to be running around like a blue-ass fly on a weekend and that everyone can just do their own thing. I'm a massive <laughs> advocate of pushing through the pain of boredom. This is a real issue in modern society is that we're so overly entertained and we have so much instant gratification that we find it really uncomfortable to be bored ourselves and for particularly children around us yes to be be surrounded by bored yeah we want to just like plug it constantly Mm -hmm. with these things so Mm -hmm. the book sitting down reading the book is my disciplining of making sure that that still happens because if I Mm. didn't sit down and read the book I would plug the boredom or I would just do loads of jobs and I'm really really committed at the moment to having these like open weekends where I feel like I haven't got to be anywhere haven't got to do anything yeah you're always like you're always my worst expression like an expression expression that is so triggering to me is come on well we better get back it's honestly Yeah, like, but I never say that. You say that all the time. Well, you haven't got a dog. We've got nothing to get, get back for. Better get back home. Like, I just hate that. It's, it's like, awful. It's like that Sunday night feeling. Like, Ooh, yeah, you haven't done your back. homework. I love just being out with no um, sense of when this is going to end. Like, we'll just stay until it's not fun anymore. That's how I want the weekends to feel when we're out. That's actually how I want the weekends to feel. I don't think I've ever said we better get back. That's awful Well, you're thing doing to say. this running challenge, so... <gasps> oh, <laughs> let's talk about so... your secret <laughs> hatred of my... Yeah, what I keep saying at the moment, I keep saying, I'm not a dog! I know. Because you always say, Benj? And you say, try and say it all nicely. Like, let's go for your run now. Nice little... And that is... It's your terms. It's like, so the, even if I was going for a run, I'm like, no, well, I'm not going to go now. Because I so it's... want to know what people think about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is therapy. Okay, so the, the reason why I want you to go for the run is because I want to get rid of the... Me? <laughs> <laughs> you want to sit down and read your saucy book. 
<laughs> I want to get rid of the I've got to get back feeling. And because mm-hmm. obviously as a family, we tend to move and groove together. <laughs> I've literally never said that before. Yeah. Was like, um, okay. If I know, like I, it's almost like the run is hanging over me as well because mm-hmm, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go down here. I want to go down the beach for the evening. And then in the back of my mind, I've got, oh, Ben's going to have to get back for his run. Or he's going to have to do it down there. And like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the admin of your run as well. So yeah. part of me being like, just get up and do it and go is like, so I can clear that mm-hmm. that that sense of we've got something hanging over us. Because it does change what you want to do and where you want to go. Yeah, it only takes half an hour to do the run and then a 10-minute shower. Yeah, can you just do it in the morning on the weekend? Yeah, that's why I I now believe that July and August, in hindsight, was was the, the hardest um, part of this challenge because, mm. yes, a lot of family time. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, the clock's ticking. I still haven't done it. I've got to do it now. It's disruptive to the day. Um, but now everyone's back at school. It's just so easy. But yes, the weekends, I should probably just get up and do it. But you know, it's diff- sometimes it's difficult. Yeah. Because sometimes <clears throat> it, I, I do love the mornings. I just like hanging out with the family. And mm. But you're saying like get up really early and do it. Well, then you'd have to get up and be with Scout. That's all right. I could do that on the weekend. <laughs> just the weekdays you struggle with. It's not a dry day. But but um, um just to, just how one, many runs have you got left? I just want to close the book on that. Um as I'm getting older, now I'm in my early forties, I do enjoy um the night time in a way that I didn't before. What do you mean? Like I just like the thought of um like being a night owl, like lots of people are in bed or you're up late reading or it's like another community of people. So what you're concluding is that you like getting up early. <laughs> And you also like going to bed late. So you're you're both. So you've come back to that. I am both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which is annoying for you. No, I know what you mean. I I, I want to. They're just dead hours. Yeah, I want to make more of the evenings. I sometimes feel you like get tired. I do get tired. You work so hard. Yeah. That you, I, I, I do, I don't enjoy being mentally tired, but I do really enjoy being physically tired. Mm. I think there's. So you know, you should, you should be tired at the end of the day. Yeah. That's how it sort of works. Yeah. And obviously with this running challenge... Men- so... Mental tiredness is way worse than body aches. Yes, so if you've had a long day at work and you've been concentrating yeah. with your brain box, yeah, sometimes though, that doesn't make it easy to fall asleep, does it? Whereas physi- no, physical tiredness... It, it keeps me up. Yeah, physical tiredness yeah. does make you fall asleep like nothing else. But that's why, back to my original start of this podcast which well, that was about half an hour ago deviated from um ske- scheduled fun which sounds really unfun but yeah, maybe you get a different word for that no because it's, okay. it's the reality of mm. this this mm-hmm. middle-aged you know house full of kids school um you have to schedule it in otherwise it doesn't happen and i feel like i made a massive effort to work on our family yeah rhythm you bought 12 clipboards i bought 12 (laughs) clipboards like challenge annika with a poster of every month and i put it up on the wall it looks beautiful i'm a very visual thinker so that sort of stuff really appeals to me and then we did our september schedule so we changed a few things around so that we don't really have any clubs on the weekend and then on a Monday I feel like this is such a this is such a parent win such a parent schedule win so we go to this place where share your positive parenting story (laughs) where on a Monday after school 
uh, me, Phoenix and Indy go to this place where Indy does a circus class. She's doing those... With her friend. ...silks that hang down from the ceiling. Very mm-hmm. cool. And then when they finish um, their class, which ju- actually during their class, me and Phoenix hang out and we do homework. And we Sometimes chat. you go climbing? Sometimes we go climbing. Did he do climbing last night? Yeah. Um, and then when their class finishes, I set them up at a table. They do their homework and they practice their routines on the mats down there. And then I go and do an aerial hoop lesson. So I've been having aerial hoop lessons for the last six weeks or something. Right. Um, and then Phoenix goes and does his parkour class. And it's all in the same place. And it's just brilliant. It's like hanging out with the kids. We're all doing something. But all of these things that we do are also, they're unstructured activities. There's no certificates, there's no competition, none of that. It yeah. just feels so fun and healthy. and Makes Mondays really cool. Yeah. It re- it's, it's like an extension a, of the weekend. It is. And Although kids... I am not involved at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids, I get to have a break from putting Scout to bed. Um, and the kids really love it. And I think, yeah, sometimes they can find it hard to get back into the week and i think it just really breaks it up it does it makes it like it does make it feel like a four-day week yeah it's really really so it's cool. just me and scout on mondays yeah. which i like but i think that is a good tip for parents to look out for is like look for those like schedule opportunities where you can have some fun whilst around your kids so like even if they're doing like something like swimming lessons like can you go in the pool at the same time you or certainly can if they're in like a leisure center or whatever it is like what else is there for you because they are such big wins because i just don't you don't want to be on sidelines all the time obviously like for some stuff you want to support them but yeah just don't put yourself on the sidelines of fun like look for those little schedule don't bench yourself play yeah. yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. And then tonight I'm starting a painting course. I tell you what, you're doing all the... What the heck am I doing? Honestly. Well, you're getting up early and I don't Gee, know what you I'm pulling the truck. So you're doing... Um, what are you doing? Are you painting people? Nudes? No, what? no. Expressionism. Right. I don't even know if that's how you say it. it <laughs> this, is, this is like, you know, like where you spray loads of paint and smear yeah. it all in. Pollock. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see your pieces. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's the, the classes are three hours long and it's for 10 weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's quite I'm a bit intense. jealous, actually. Yeah. I think I'd be really good at that. I'm doing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it at the Arts University and they have so many cool courses. That's another little fun tip for everyone listening. Check out your local colleges and unis or like places of education yeah if you because, want to feel old because because <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh man they've got so much cool stuff they do going on. they do more than you'd ever know or realize so much yeah and like I'm, a ridiculous yeah, amount of things and i'm really really excited because i was always told that i was quite rubbish at art when i when i did um art as a kid but obviously i am highly creative oh, and oh imagine- that's just obvious <laughs> and oh, imagine- oh. <laughs> Obviously, I am highly no, creative. I fully own that now. As my oh superpower. my! God. <laughs> oh, superpowers too. Oh, it is. It is 2022, isn't it? Everyone's creative. Yeah, Emma, it's called self-love, darling. That's and... it. Yeah. So I'm creative and I'm very imaginative. I have an excellent imagination and always have done. But 
at school, the way that art didn't taught, quite get the acclaim. It's more, it's more about the technical ability. Yeah, draw this pot. Yeah, which what? when you're like ten, like it's quite hard to draw have a pot. That. It is. Yeah, and yeah. I still can't draw a pot. No, you can't. But you're they, never going to be good at that type of I art. I do get frustrated with how art is taught in school because it's it is about the Emma. You're you frustrated <laughs> with the British educational system? Well, I just can't believe it. Because I just think... You've never mentioned that. It should be more about a general expression of creativity rather than, like, can you draw this, like, Egyptian pyramid? Well, yeah, I'd like to see you do both. Well, I don't want to draw a pyramid. (laughs) So anyway, I had some quite bad feedback. um, So I I never... Isn't it amazing what comments from teachers, like, leave lingering in you? It's Emma, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. It's really scary. Because my whole life... So I never pursued art. I never took it any further. I never did any sort of... um, You know, I never had any thoughts around careers and that. And then obviously, like, I have gone into a career that involves a lot of creativity but in a different way and I think it took me quite a long time to actually identify as someone who has creative potential and creative skills because it was so embedded in me that I can't do art and I think actually I mean I'm really not I I don't have any regrets with the route or the path that I've taken but I do think a lot of my sort of skills and, and imagination would lend itself so well to sort of um like design industrial design that sort of thing and and, mm. and there's definitely a parallel universe where if i'd have had more encouragement in artistic um subjects i probably would have gone down that route they'd be selling they'd be selling warrelows for <laughs> 10 grand yeah i don't know about art but certainly yeah like inventions and that sort of thing oh it's fantastic I mean, God, that's your Monday and your Tuesday. What do you do Wednesdays? I have, I just go swimming. <sighs> Thursdays. Oh, no, no. I go for a hike on a Wednesday with my friend. We call it a hump day hike. You are a comic book character. <laughs> you are Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I'm trying to be. And then on Thursday, I go for a swim. And Friday, I have a scout. And we have adventure Fridays. I just got to take a break. I'm exhausted. <laughs> But it's really interesting at the moment because I'm not really, as I said, I'm not having a great financial period at the moment. And Could have fooled me with all these courses. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, these courses aren't, they're not for, they're not for free. Yeah, they were booked when I was in a good financial period. Right. Um, but there is a, obviously a correlation between play and stress and having, being able to have fun in adulthood and um, feeling under pressure and stress um, those two things are massively correlated play I think is a privilege because if you're not if you're not safe if you're not secure if you haven't got your basic needs then it's it's really difficult to play um, however it is an accessible form of escapism for anyone um, at any time but that said it is massively influenced by stress and right now I have worked really hard on this schedule as have I worked throughout my life to get myself into a position where I have autonomy of time so that I can you know do these sorts of things but right now because I'm in this like not great sort of financial period with my business do we need to have a chat what's <laughs> jeez what's going on have you read the news yeah I've read the news but um no but listen I um I am listening I... I've got I've got a headphone your your voice yeah 
literally is going directly into my ears. But what I'm saying is because this stress is sort of coming in at the moment, every inch of my being is telling me to like chain myself to my desk and my computer and be like, you just need to sit there and just hustle your pants off. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so hard to do, to like go towards the fun, but obviously sitting at my desk for 24 hours a day isn't actually going to make a huge impact. I have to still like keep doing the taking time for myself and looking after myself because otherwise if I don't, actually the implications are much worse. But my point is that if you are in a period of stress and, and that obviously changes and is quite cyclical, it is really hard to justify play and fun and it shouldn't be something that we have to justify it should be a normal part of how we look after ourselves as an adult so I am just pushing through and just doing it um and it is helping me with the pressures that I feel yeah I think when you're spinning around on that aerial hoop hopefully you're not talking about you're not thinking about being chained to a desk and no I'm not I'm thinking about not falling on my head yeah sweating stats and yeah hmm. yeah but anyway, Ben... Um... Well, that's you. What about me? I've been playing. Do you know what I'm massively into at the moment? Tangible comic books. Lovely. I have found that our town of Bournemouth has a local comic shop called The Frog Brothers, which is a Lost Boys reference. Is that to... where you keep going? She keeps yeah. going off for like yeah, two I hours. I... Well, I just go to chat now. <laughs> so I have, I, have, I have what's called a pull list, which is... Um, effectively a subscription you just choose what comics you want and they come out once a month and you know you can get them to be mailed to your house but i like the experience of going in there once a month picking up your pool list which will be like five comics or something for like three pounds each and just having a chat with a person in a in a store about things and it's so nice they're tangible it feels so old school Mm. I, all, I I regress to being about sort of 13 and that was like the last time that I used to go into comic shops mm. and buy comics. And I think he was telling me that there has been a bit of a resurgence with young people wanting to be almost like counterculture. Yeah. So they're getting into comics because they're tangible. Yeah. Always, and he said that um, he was saying that uh, the uni, Bournemouth Uni, is just they are like, if if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have like right. customers right like young people yeah of like you know 20 year olds mm. and stuff so into graphic novels mm. and comics now um yeah and i've been trying to get the kids into it as well and i've also i'm trying to be seen around the house reading comics well, because i want the kids to you know oh look he's reading you know okay cool Let's well, do that as well. Well, it's funny you said because I, I literally get right next to them. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, and I, I, I meant to send it to you, but I stumbled upon a piece of research that was specifically about dads reading in I've the home. I have never stumbled across any research. <laughs> oh, God, Where I'm, are you stumbling? Oh, I'm always stumbling across research. It's, yeah, it was specifically about the impact of dads reading in the home. Big dads, and yeah, and the effect that that has on children now what Mm. you need to do is you need to get to my level (laughs) well you don't want anyone near you you need like conditions you need like scout to be in bed and for it to be quiet i just sit down and read 
Yeah, I mean, bless you, you do. I mean, because everyone comes to you like the Godfather's trying to sort out problems and you're just like, ah! but you, you're just so stubborn. You probably only don't even get through like a page of your saucy novel. It's not You probably a don't even novel. get through a page. I was reading a saucy So, yeah, but I'm talking about, um, I'm not even talking about being in the same room. I literally, the proximity, I get right up next to them yeah. and sort of lean on them. And what I found now is they ask me to do it. Aww. They're like, oh, do you want to come out and hang out and read comics yeah. in my room? Aww. They just like me doing it because it really relaxes them. Yeah. No, that, that's, and what, that's, someone, that's what this research was saying. Yeah. It was like you're... But the visual of someone reading yeah, is relaxing, isn't it? But specifically the dad, I think, because maybe, I don't know, masculine energy. I don't know. I need to find it out and send it. I'll, um, I'll share it on Instagram as well. But it was really interesting. Um, and it, yeah, it sort of like set a tone to the household and sent a message to the kids around like you know mm. it's important to rest to you know sort of have these these like moments of reading anyway so yeah i i i think children i don't know why obviously some children do read comics but comic books should be massive and i don't know why they're not they should be so big with mm. children because you know reading a chapter book can be a ball ache when you're young um yeah. and you know Comics well, is reading. It's reading and it's filling in the blanks. Yeah. It's a visual thing. It's so healthy yeah. for your brain. It's really good because you know I've been doing taking part in another podcast. What a saga! What a saga! Where we're reading the graphic novel saga, and every episode we discuss a different um, issue, different issue, and that's really I'm quite a comic book newbie i don't think you can say that anymore though no i can't because i've read a few now. you've read like 12 and, issues and, and it's such a different experience to reading a book um it really is it's a sort of an analysis of the imagery that goes on different skill sets with the world with the words very stimulating for your imagination yeah it's you're not coming up so when you read a I always say chapter book, which makes me sound like eight. When you read what a chapter level, you are when you're reading a saucy chapter book, you have to do all you you, you can create those characters yeah. from scratch with the information that you're being given. Yeah. But with a comic book, yeah, the 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 big things are filled in for you. Yeah, it's more like when you're reading a chapter book. <laughs> 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 you're you're seeing the you're you're seeing your your imagination is being used to sketch the imagery so you're yes. doing that in your head whereas when you're reading a graphic novel or a comic i think what you do is you go with your imagination and you literally step into yes. the world and you're in there and yes. you're sort of part of it it's quite immersive you're animating them yeah it's yeah. a different part of your brain yeah oh can we go into like waterstones or a real a dusty old bookshop and say oh do you have any new chapter books in this week <laughs> i've always been a big advocate that you, you should like parents and teachers and stuff shouldn't be snobby about what kids are reading no and and to read um, i would argue that like 99 percent aren't no just you know if it, my experience with teachers um through phoenix being reception is that read anything it literally doesn't matter reading is reading yeah they do really like that biff and kipper no no no. i know they do but they're like literally anything's reading yeah it is yeah if they're reading they are reading yeah right ben can you hear that noise can you hear that in the distance i think our no. fa- i think our fax machine's going off oh, i can hear anything all i can hear is you in my ears direct we have had 
a listener question. Ah, so there are people listening. Wow. I there thought we, I thought this was just a, a therapy session between... Just an admin meeting. Yeah. Right, I'm going to read the whole thing out. It's very interesting. It's Do come you want me from, to hold it up yeah, like that? It's cause... come from Anna. Anna Dawson. don't know if she's in a relation to Jack Dawson. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. From the Titanic. Oh, when when I was younger and her like, name was Rose. She goes of I Rose Dawson now. You know when yeah. you were like single in in sixth form and it wasn't like cool to have a long term girlfriend and you had a mate that was in a relationship. Everyone would be like, oh, he's fully Dawson's. He's Dawson's Creek. That meant like really in love. Yeah, one of your friends said that to us when we like got engaged. Oh, Dawson's. <laughs> Right, here we go. From Anna. Any tips and tricks to help my husband tap into his playful side? He works full time. We've got two toddlers and we've just moved into a project house with a project garden. We split responsibilities at home pretty evenly, but have very different brains. He permanently has a to-do list whirring around his head and finds it hard to switch off and really embrace the chaos and playfulness of toddlers and any time without them around. He spends doing jobs. Our three-year-old loves riding her bike, also my husband's favourite thing, so they do that together. But do you have any hints for helping him live more playfully in between bike rides would be appreciated. Yeah, no problem. Can solve this. I would start by not worrying about what the kid's into. I would actually, a bit like you saying, put on your own oxygen mask. I would go back to my childhood and I would think about maybe the top three things that I liked to do or play with. Mm -hmm. So this dude sounds like he was into cycling, so he's already doing that. So ignore that one. So for example, if maybe he had like a load of He-Man toys or something, just as an example, I would go onto eBay. I'd buy like a truckload of old He-Man, which would be a awesome because you're like getting all these cool things from when you were a kid and then you can find it fun as well yeah the kids find it super fun but then you can like show your kid how you used to play with them and see if they enjoy that or maybe see how they play with them and it should be fun for everyone i mean i've done that a lot with like old star wars figures i haven't re-bought them but like they're actually mine and my brothers from the 80s and it's just so awesome because you're getting loads of joy of like, oh, the, this was cool. It's bringing up memories. And they're just getting joy because they're like, cool, look at these. We've got like a whole bucket of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And look at dad. He's been really Have you stumbled across any research, <laughs> um, Emma? I think that's a great tip. It's like sparking your, what is the portal that you need to spark yeah. your inner So child? that was just one example. Yeah. I feel like what's a non, uh, well, yeah. So if, you liked going out in the woods and building dens and stuff, which I also liked. Well, get in the woods and build a den. <laughs> yeah. You know, th- that, I'm telling you, is still awesome. Yeah. I have some further thoughts on the... Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Stumbled across some research. Well, that sort of to-do list mentality is really difficult, I think, in adulthood. And I actually think you have, you you are, like, you do embody living playfully, but you also suffer from this to-do list mentality. Being diagnosed. You do. And it's like that sense of um, ongoing productivity um, and it never stopping. And it's really hard to step out of that because... Ultimately, there is no end to jobs when you're in a busy family life. Do you mean like house? Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah but I yeah. can't relax and watch Strictly 
Um, if there's a pile of washing to be done, Emma. Yeah, see, I can. Yeah, and, don't and know I, how. And I think it's, I think it's, everyone has a totally different relationship to that. And everyone has a, um, a their mental health is in some way linked to... when does it get to, done then? ...to household. Just do it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing anything in the morning. No, I'm reading. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but that to-do list mentality, rather than just trying to be like, oh, I need to get out of this, I need to get out of this, what I would do is actually use the to-do list mentality um, to get more play into your day. So at the top of your to-do list, actually put some fun things on the to-do list. Very important. Every single day and put them at the top because they're always the first to go. They're always, they always just end up being negotiable. So make them non-negotiable and do it every single day when you're writing your to-do list. So you can have your chores, but make sure at the top and it can be tiny, tiny things like, sing a song with the kid or watch this film with whatever it is like just put them put them right at the top and make sure they sort of come into that mentality of like ticking off because I think in the past I've sort of worked with people that have been trying to get out of that to-do list and if that's just how you operate and like you say you need to get those things ticked off in order to relax don't fight it like actually lean into it but just put your play on your to-do list do you know how good it feels on you know to tick your jobs off terms that's why there's all these apps that yeah. have like these cool sounds when you tick one off, like all yeah, clear and stuff. It is. You gotta gamify these lists. It is, but you don't want to be oh. like. But you can't. What about if you're desperate for rest and relaxation? Like you shouldn't be. It shouldn't be always be a reward. Is my watch out with that? But on my Saturday, if I had my lists, like I've got to do the washing. I've got to like tidy the kitchen. The house could do with the Hoover, and then I put in. I'm also gonna play you know, one hour He-Man with Scout, you'd be like, that's too structured. You'd be like, free the shackles, man. No, <laughs> no but you're, you're, that, that is what you do. But you're just You'd not, be like, where would I fit in in this? No, but you're just not writing it down. <laughs> but that is what you're doing. I so guess for it you, is. For you, you know, and this, a lot of people are like this, and I'm not saying as a right or a wrong, but for you, in order to access the play and the relaxation, you have to have a number of things completed. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. What I'm saying is just be careful that you're not um, almost like getting into a habit where you are having to do a certain amount of productivity to like justify having fun because there's going to be times when you can't fit it all in, when you're exhausted, Mm -hmm. when you need to prioritize it. It always gets done. That's another thing I think. Well, the trick is to keep it on top of your house is to not having... Is to have too, a bloody having, man husband like me. Is to not having too much stuff. No, we don't have too much stuff, but... Well, no, that's why it's easier to tidy. <sighs> this pod has been a marriage counselling episode brought to you by Emma and Ben. Yeah. I think... What else have you got in, the, in those notes? No, I haven't. I was going to start a new feature called Things That You Should Know. I don't know if we need any more features. <laughs> things this you, is jam-packed. Things That You Should Know When You're 40, But You Don't Know, because I'm turning 40 ah, in February. Yeah. No, is that the right... F- it's. Yeah, okay. So I've got a couple. Things that you just cannot believe that you don't know yeah, yet yeah. or have never heard that sort of expression yeah. or phrase before and things that people probably assume that you know because you're a quote unquote have adult, we we've had a couple that we sync up on no well i've got a couple okay i go. can ask you you might know them okay the first one is is the good news bible just full of good news no yeah because sometimes oddly 
we if something good happens if something really good happens i would i would say one of two things i'd i'd say oh it's coming up millhouse which is a simpsons <laughs> reference that's kind of in the zeitgeist now i think quite a few yeah. people know that it's coming up millhouse or i'd say oh it's good news bible <laughs> which is just in like etched into my because i went to like a you know a church school and mm. stuff and bible was bloody everywhere mm. and it was always the good news bible but isn't that just the like brand is it just the bible but more cheerful <laughs> is it like a like, kid's bible have they cut with out the bad stuff have cut, they out? cut out the like i honestly don't know i don't know if that is the company that makes them but it's just good news what you think is brand a brand of bible yeah Okay, well, we don't know that one. Okay, the other one that I've got, and this will be the last one for this week, but is when you're at a crossroads in a car, right, and there's another car opposite you, and you are both turning in the same direction, who goes first? Who has right of way? I think um, it is just whoever pulled up first. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes, who knows? Sometimes you just... You sort of get into this weird that's, sort of I, I, I always find that's more of an American question because when I have a car in America, they actually have crossroads mm. where you have, you know, you've got like four potential right of ways. Whereas in the UK, usually it's just two junctions facing each other with a road between... Yeah. So in America, you pull up at a stop sign in a four-way. Yeah. I'm like, well, what happens there? Yeah. Would you all just have a chat yeah. where there must be some kind of order of you go? Yeah. Then you go. <laughs> Emma, I, as well, much to your disgust, I'm a guy that when I'm driving, I let everyone go. It's, I let everyone cross. It's not. My, not... Why does my good nature, Emma, okay. in this marriage okay. annoy you so much? But you take it to the extreme. It takes us like half an hour to get down the road. <laughs> yeah, mo- lots of the time. Also, I... you're actually you're actually slowing down no, traffic yeah, by I am. how many people you're letting yeah, because, out. Because if there's no one behind me, and someone wants to cross the road, the safest and quickest thing for everyone's life is for me just to carry on driving. Yeah, you like some sort of like... And then they could just go anyway. You like some sort of juttering... I need the love. I think it's just like, they're like, oh, so nice. Also, you do this thing where you like jerk your thumb out like, and you put it right by the window, like yeah, right up yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. And they can't see I just, It's good karma. I it let everyone karma. go. It is good karma. And I As le- opposed to you, I when you drive, you don't even indicate, Emma. <laughs> I was following you back from the beach the other day and I was like, this woman never indicates. And it is going to catch you. You're going to get caught out. People <laughs> do don't know indicate. where you're going. I do indicate. Some of the time. <laughs> Well, you know where I'm going. You're Some of the time you're like, yeah, if there's no one behind me, I don't indicate. It's like, that's, that's so much information. Just do it anyway. And you don't have to like, is there someone behind me? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I could be going left, right. I also, I do let people out, but I, I do also <laughs> have somewhere to go. Wow. Yeah. With me, I rarely have, I'm just rarely in a rush to get anywhere in life. Apart from, I the, rarely week, apart have... from the weekend when you have to get back for your run. Yeah. Well, you know, in that, yeah. Well, Oh, God, so, <laughs> I'm actually out of breath. There's so much to unpack from this pod. I think this was a good episode, Ben. Yeah, because I it, it was a good episode because I had some stuff that I actually genuinely wanted to get off my chest that I can't bring up in our regular life. Like, why do you sit down and read a book when the the house is literally on fire? Yeah, you know. On fire. <laughs> Scouts crying. Everyone's like, ah! And you just... Like, silent, you just get your book, you're like, there's a whirlwind going on around you, like, there's just stuff, like, 
You're just going to sit down like, is she even reading those words? Oh, I'm deep into it, yeah. You're like, mum, mum. You can't fix everything. Sometimes you just got to let No, so sometimes you just fix nothing. (laughs) Sometimes you got to let people sort out themselves. Otherwise, you just become a constant, you know, oh, mum will do it. Mum will get it. Mum will entertain me. Mum will get me a snack. If you don't sit down and read a book, you you don't turn that tap off. It's quite different, I think, being a mum. You're always the person that people go to for food. Especially. Well, I don't know what it's like to be a mum, but you don't know. Boredom. You don't know what it's like to be a dad. Sounds great. Comic shops, <laughs> <laughs> letting people out up in the morning, late at night, <laughs> springing out of bed. <laughs> I do think there is a perception that every. I th- I think. I think I thought that it, all of my friends, family, I, I think people assume that my life is just like a boulevard of green lights. Like, just, well, no, just you, you no problem. Like, you never make the green lights because you're too busy letting people out. <laughs> no, but like, you know, lands on his feet. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I I would push back on that and, and say that in my experience, if you are open and willing to receive good things stuff does actually normally work out now i know that not all the time stuff doesn't work out Mm. but you can you can certainly make your own barriers and put your own problems in front of yourself can't you so i try and, and not to do any of that so that okay sometimes unexplained and you can't help things though they happen but why add to it with with stuff um that maybe you don't have any control over. I think you're quite, you're very good at going with the flow. Um, but I don't, I'm, you know, when I was younger, I felt quite a lot of, um, not guilt, but like sometimes, you know, you've got some people make you feel bad for feeling good all the time. I think that's And true. I am done with that. Yeah, I know. I think that's true. And interestingly, in the summer, I was, summer holidays, I was getting a lot of messages from mum saying, Bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, he's saying, you know, I've been following you for a while and I wanted to let you know that I've, you know, sort of playing with my kids in this way, blah, blah, blah. And I, we're having a fantastic summer and I wanted to share it with you because I feel cool. guilty telling other people. And obviously, you know, there is there is something to be said for being sensitive yeah i'm not prancing i'm not prancing i'm not prancing no but it's like your your joy is not an it's not an insult to other people and it's not um it's you you can be empathetic to other people and you can help other people while still be looking after your own joy and happiness yeah i think i'm i'm just a relentless positive person yeah, you're not you're not toxically positive though. You do oh, you God, do no. no, you have you have a real oh, is that a thing? What yeah, the heck is that? Yeah, toxic positive it's like Oh no, I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make bad things good. It's basically toxic positivity is like you're not allowed to have other feelings other than happiness. Oh god. Yeah, it's horrendous. No, jeez. Yeah. It's um, a minefield out there, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no. So in these these messages I was getting about the summer holidays is I thought this is really interesting and quite sad that we've come to a place where people can't say that they're having a nice time with their kids and as a family. And and I do, I've been talking about this to my psychologist friend recently because I feel like, because I make quite a lot of content, I feel like it's almost easier for me to say when things aren't going well. Like social that's media our, that's our country. Like lends itself more to that than just being like, do you know what, right now, 
I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. It's not interesting. And oh, good for yeah, you. <laughs> it's not relatable. And she was saying, like, it was just really interesting hearing what she said. She said that because now we have so much mental health awareness, which is obviously brilliant, and we have to keep talking about those things. But she said that you can get this sense that, which is what I have, a sense that, like, not everyone is okay. And she was like, although there are a lot of people that have, you know, men- we all have mental health, actually, but the number of people that have significant like life debilitating mental health is still a smaller percentage of course we all have periods of like stress and anxiety and whatever but I always yeah I don't want to put those up on Instagram I always feel like not everyone's okay and it stresses me out whereas she was saying most people generally are all right like obviously traumatic things happen we move through different life stages some people do have really debilitating mental health but it is still a a smaller percentage than the number of people that are generally okay. Because I, I, I hate that feeling that like, oh God, everyone is not okay. And I know lots of people aren't, but um, it's just, a, it's a sense of helplessness. Like how, what I feel like I can't do anything because it's so enormous. But I think sometimes the perception is a little bit different to the reality. Well, social media is just skewed to people showing all of their nice things, isn't it? And, and, when you're not feeling great you can just be like oh my god look everyone's on holiday everyone's having a nice time and it's not them it's not those people being dicks it's just who wants to share shit times (laughs) not many people lots of people do you know well or with like maybe like parenting accounts and stuff it's like look here's my kid smiling dreams it's like here's i wouldn't share times or here's my really vulnerable times whereas i think generally most people most of the time are somewhere in the middle yeah that's not that interesting (laughs) so Mm. we don't really see as much as of that we see like highlights and like great times big fun and we see like i am like you know i did i saw i stumbled across some research (laughs) (laughs) and um it was like you could something it was something along the lines of you you can find out who your friends are or people that really care about you by their reaction to good news. Mm. Now, I think all like everyone has that person in their life. Like you could say like something only good, and they'd be like, "Well, is it?" <laughs> You're yeah. like, yeah. "Do you know what I mean?" When you've only mm. got something good to share, and and that is all about them. Yeah. That has absolutely got nothing. You know, yeah, and, contentedness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we we wish everyone well here at, on the People Who Play podcast. And we'd also like to reiterate that we are very happily married, despite what this <laughs> podcast Yeah, we are. Suggest. We're happily married because of conversations like the last hour. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got to get to bed probably. <laughs> You've probably got to. I've got to go for a run. Yeah, exactly. You'll be like, come on, Ben. I'm like, I'm not a dog. Right. Do you think you're going to make the next The way that you talk to me when I go for my runs is like I'm a golden retriever, like a Labrador. You do actually really remind me of a Labrador. (laughs) I just don't know how to take that. Because Labradors are like, you know, they're quite cheerful. They're quite loyal. Oh, no, I was thinking of a golden retriever. They're loyal, You've got, like, long blonde hair. They sort of come bounding along the beach. You do that. Yeah, but you're about to say, you know, thick as pig shit. No, they're not, actually. (laughs) They're not. They're very... I think they're very good at like picking up on people's moods and stuff and really good with kids 
great. You're a golden retriever. It's all coming up, Millhouse. Uh, <laughs> good news, Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you think you'll make it back for another episode in the next 12 I, months? I think so, I think so. Okay, we look forward to that. Thank you so much to everyone who has tuned in. Email us, talk to us, send us more questions. Um, we appreciate you listening and see you next time. See you, folks. Thank you.